Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. We're continuing our studies with Stephen Haskell's Bible Handbook, and today we're going over some important signs of the last days. It uh, should be very interesting, and let's just start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your prophets. Thank you for the knowledge that you've given us so that we can prepare and know where we are in the stream of time. Please help us to realize how strongly they apply and how closely and intimately you work with your people and that you are with us just like that now. Thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. I'm going to begin by opening up to the book of Daniel, chapter 12, verse 4. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Knowledge is increased, and there's much traveling at the time of the end. And this little book was sealed. We're going to go to James, chapter 5, verses 1 to 3. Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rest of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped treasure together for the last days. People have been heaping their treasure together. I'm going to read a page, a few paragraphs of a page in The Great Controversy, page 654. I have my 1888 edition, or 1887, on page 654. Oops. Okay. The rich prided themselves upon their superiority to those who were less favored, but they had obtained their riches by violation of the law of God. They had neglected to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to deal justly and to love mercy. They had sought to exalt themselves and to obtain the homage of their fellow creatures. Now they are stripped of all that made them great and are left destitute and defenseless. They look with terror upon the destruction of the idols which they preferred before their maker. They have sold their souls for earthly riches and enjoyments and have not sought to become rich toward God. The result is their lives are a failure. Their pleasures are now turned to gall, their treasures to corruption. The gain of a lifetime is swept away in a moment. The rich bemoan the destruction of their grand houses, the scattering of their gold and silver, but their lamentations are silenced by the fear that they themselves are to perish with their idols. The wicked are filled with regret, not because of their sinful neglect of God and their fellow men, but because God has conquered. They lament that the result is what it is, but they do not repent of their wickedness. They would have no means, sorry, they would leave no means untried to conquer if they could. The world see the very class whom they have mocked and derided and desired to exterminate pass unharmed through pestilence, tempest, and earthquake. He who is to the transgressors of his law a devouring fire, 
is to his people a safe pavilion. It's interesting that it said they heap together gold and silver and uh, as our money goes bad and people are investing in just that. All right, I'm going to turn to uh, Psalms 49, verse 11. Yeah, I did get that. Psalms 49, verse 11. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. There are men that will hope their houses will continue forever. Are we seeing those things happening? People heaping their riches together. Much travel, lots of knowledge increased. Taking advantage of the poor, oppressing people. Turning back to James 5, 4. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. The laboring men are oppressed. Is that happening? I'm going to turn to Nahum, the little book of Nahum, right before Habakkuk. Nahum, I think, comes after Micah. Nahum chapter 2, verse 3. The shield of his mighty men is made red. The valiant men are in scarlet. The chariots shall be with flaming torches in the day of his preparation, and the fir tree shall be terribly shaken. In the days of his preparation, the chariots have flaming torches. That's great headlights. Of course, the prophet in those days, Nahum, wouldn't have known what that car was. Uh-huh. Nahum 2, verse 5. He shall recount his worthies. They shall stumble in their walk. They shall make haste to the wall thereof, and the defense shall be prepared. A description of the conductor of any rapid train of cars as he recounts his passengers and collects fares. Yeah, like they're in a fast-moving train, and they're stumbling as they walk. They make haste to the wall, and the defense shall be prepared. They recount his worthies. <laughs> Nahum 2, verse 4. The chariots shall rage in the streets. They shall jostle one against another in the broad ways. They shall seem like torches. They shall run like the lightning. Automobiles running like lightning and raging in the streets. Nahum 3, 16 and 17. Thou hast multiplied thy merchants above the stars of heaven. Canker worm spoileth and flieth away. Thy crowned are as the locusts, and thy captains as the great grasshoppers. But when the sun ariseth, they flee away, and their place is not known where they are.
One who has lived in the countries where locusts abound has seen the sun darkened for hours by dense clouds of locusts flying so high they could scarcely be distinguished from the clouds. They can readily think the prophet saw the merchant-crowned ones and captains soaring in the airplanes as the locusts. Okay. Now, Nam is a little bit obscure, but I think he really was seeing some things. You can kind of pick up on that, of things he had never seen before. I'm going to turn to Isaiah. Chapter 8. Verse 19. And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? Spiritualism will increase. Oh, the spiritualism is incredibly, um, it's involved in everything from the movies to politicians um, going to for tarot cards or readings or uh, speaking to mediums to know what they should do. It's way more than I think we even realize. I'm going to read a page out of our my little early writings book, page 263. I saw the rapidity with which this delusion was spreading a train of cars was shown me, going with the speed of lightning. The angel bade me look carefully. I fixed my eyes upon the train. It seemed that the whole world was on board. Then he showed me the conductor, a fair, stately person, whom all the passengers looked up to and reverenced. I was perplexed, and asked my attending angel who it was. He said, It is Satan. He is a conductor in the form of an angel of light. He has taken the world captive. They are given over to strong delusions to believe a lie, that they may be damned. His agent, the highest in order next to him, is the engineer, and others of his agents are employed in different offices, as he may need them. They are all going with lightning speed to perdition. I asked the angel if there were none left. He bade me look in the opposite direction, and I saw a little company traveling a narrow pathway. All seemed to be firmly united by the truth. This little company looked careworn, as if they had passed through severe trials and conflicts, and it appeared as if the sun had just arisen from behind a cloud and shone upon their countenance, causing them to look triumphant, as if their victories were nearly won. I saw that the Lord had given the world opportunity to discover this snare. This one thing is evidence enough for the Christian. If there were no other, there is no difference made between the precious and the vile, Thomas Paine, whose body has now moldered to dust and who is to be called forth at the end of the 1,000 years at the second resurrection to receive his reward and suffer the second death, is represented by Satan as being in heaven and highly exalted there. Okay. Those are your writings. Now I'm turning back to Revelation chapter 16. 13 through 15. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophets. For they are the spirits of devils 
working miracles, which go forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. There is strongly manifested in powers of earth. Spiritualism is. Revelation 16, verse 14. There are the spirits of devils working miracles. They go forth to the kings of the earth, to the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. They have power to work miracles. So you will see many miracles done by false prophets. Many, and many people will be deceived by that. They will think that that is the sign of the Lord working. Okay, I'm going to read in Testimonies, Volume 9, page 16. Volume 9, page 16. Satan is a diligent Bible student. He knows that his time is short. He seeks at every point to counterwork the work of the Lord upon this earth. It is impossible to give any idea of the experience of the people of God who shall be alive upon the earth when celestial glory and a repetition of the persecutions of the past are blended. They will walk in the light proceeding from the throne of God. By means of the angels, there will be constant communication between heaven and earth, and Satan, surrounded by evil angels and claiming to be God, will work miracles of all kinds to deceive, if possible, the very elect. Notice it says, if possible. I do not believe that it will be possible for the very elect to be deceived, but he will, if possible. God's people will not find their safety in working miracles, for Satan will counterfeit the miracles that will be wrought. God's tried and tested people will find their power in the signs spoken of in Exodus 31, 12 to 18. They are to take their stand on the living word. It is written, this is the only foundation upon which they can stand securely. Those who have broken their covenant with God will in that day be without God and without hope. And I believe breaking the covenant speaks of breaking, breaking the Sabbath covenant, not keeping the Sabbath, but all right, Second um, Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Eleven, fourteen, and fifteen. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. There will be power to personate individuals. The devil works the powers to, has the power to work miracles and to personate individuals. As it says here that Satan himself transformed into an angel of light. He's personating angels be personating Christ, we know. Or actually, personate is different than impersonate. You might want to look that up, think about it, but um, as though he really were him, not just a comedian impersonating someone. 
but Satan will come as though he were Christ. Great Controversy, page 552. It says here, Here is a channel regarded as sacred through which Satan works for the accomplishment of his purposes. <clears throat> the fallen angels who do his bidding appear as messengers from the spirit world. While professing to bring the living into communication with the dead, the prince of evil exercises his bewitching influence upon their mind. He has power to bring before men the appearance of their departed friends. The counterfeit is perfect. The familiar look, the words, the tone reproduce with marvelous distinctness. Many are comforted with the assurance that their loved ones are enjoying the bliss of heaven, and without suspicion of danger they give ear to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. When they have been led to believe that the dead actually return to communicate with them, Satan causes those to appear who went into the grave unprepared. They claim to be happy in heaven and even to occupy exalted positions there, and thus the error is widely taught that no difference is made between the righteous and the wicked. The pretended visitants from the worlds of spirits sometimes utter cautions and warnings, which prove to be correct. Then, as confidence is gained, they present doctrines that directly undermine faith in the scriptures. With an appearance of deep interest in the well-being of their friends on earth, they insinuate the most dangerous errors. The fact that they state some truth and are able at times to foretell future events gives to their statements an appearance of reliability, and their false teachings are accepted by the multitude as readily and believed as implicitly as if they were the most sacred truths of the Bible. The law of God is set aside, the spirit of grace despised, the blood of the covenant counted an unholy thing, the spirits deny the divinity of Christ and place even the Creator on a level with themselves. Thus, under a new disguise, the great rebel still carries forward his warfare against God, begun in heaven and for nearly 6,000 years continued upon the earth. And our final verse, Isaiah 8, verse 20. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. If anyone speaks differently than the Bible and God's word, then it's a lie. There's no light. It's darkness. Where there's no light, it's darkness. I'm going to just recap really quickly what we just learned. All right, let me go back here to the beginning. Um, okay, knowledge will be increased. There will be much traveling. Riches will be heaped together. They hope that their houses will continue forever. They will invest and, and build and oppress the poor and the laboring person for their, for their money. It says here that the chariots will have flaming torches, so great headlights. And there will be rapid trains that they didn't have in Nahum's day. Automobiles running like lightning and raging in the streets. And locusts like... Uh, they could scarcely be dis distinguished from clouds of locusts. He could really think he saw 
airplanes as the locusts because uh, he wouldn't have known what an airplane was, I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't think. And spiritualism will increase and it will be strongly manifested in the powers of earth. Uh, it will be involved in many things in the world. The devil is going to work miracles and his um, his workers, his pastors and ministers and evangelists and people who uh, don't follow God's ways will be working miracles as well through the power of Satan. And you, the only way you would be able to tell the difference is if you knew the word of God and knew that they weren't keeping all of God's word. They will have power to impersonate or personate individuals. And the only thing that you can use is the word of God as a supreme test. If they don't agree with the word of God, then it's not true. So these things are going to it help us to realize that God's way is the only way. Trust God's word. And it doesn't matter how righteous somebody appears. If they're not obedient to God's word and believing God's word, then you can't believe anything that they say. It's just safer to trust God's word only. All right, I was um, thinking about how people are heaping all their treasure together. And and it's just about as wise as if, let's say, a maid on the Titanic and everybody is rushing to get into the lifeboats and this maid knows that they're leaving all of these riches behind and she can hardly stand it. Not only that, they're abandoning their staterooms and she's uh, running from room to room gathering up all the riches and taking it to an abandoned stateroom to make life comfortable for herself. <laughs> Don't you think that's a good comparison? Because that ship's going down and so is this planet. It's all going down and it's not going to be much further in the future, my friends. Um, all right, tomorrow we're going to be talking about the last day signs in a spiritual world. And then it's going to start getting really interesting. Actually, it is kind of interesting already, but it's going to really are getting interesting. All right, let's have prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you so much that you have given us so much information that we can use to stay on that little narrow path. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, my friends. I hope to see you in the morning. Have a wonderful day.